כן, מאזינים יקרים, אנחנו כאן כמדי יום שישי. We're gonna start בעזרת השם uh, soon the... our study for today, בעזרת השם. We're gonna learn פרשת בו. This week פרשה is discussing יציאת מצרים. יציאת מצרים is the most greatest thing that ever happened to the, in Jewish history. We have a command from the Torah to remember יציאת מצרים every day, almost in every mitzvah. We must remember יציאת מצרים the place that Hashem took us from and made us to the greatest nation. In Makat Choshech, the Torah tells us that a lot of the Jewish people was dying this Makkah. V'chamushim alu b'nei Yisrael me'eretz Mitzrayim. which means only 20%, only 20% came out from Mitzrayim. The rest didn't make it. And Hashem made that the Egyptian will not see the death of the Jewish people, and that's why In Makat Choshech, all this happened. In Masechet Brachot, we read about that when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu about Makat Bechorot, it's interesting that from all the Makot, only Makat Bechorot, it says Makat Bechorot. In the other Makot, it doesn't say Makat Dam. It says, Ve'elu eser Makot, She'evi HaKadosh Baruch Hu Al HaMitzrim B'Mitzrayim, And then we say dam tzfardea kinim, we don't say makat tzfardea, makat dam, makat kinim. Only when we come to bechorot, we say makat bechorot. So the, there is two answers to this question. The simple answer is, bechorot, it wasn't the plague, the, the makah was that bechorot died. But dam, in makat dam, The dam was a makkah, the dam was a, the, that was a, the pledge, the, 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 the makkah was dam. So that's why it doesn't need to say makkah dam. However, in bechorot, since the bechorot wasn't the makkah, the makkah bechorot, that those bechorot died, this, this consider makkah bechorot. And the second answer is that makkah bechorot, the Midrash tells us, The Bechorot himself, they had a fight against the old Egyptian. They didn't want to die, so they tell the Egyptian to let the Jewish go. And therefore, the Makat Bechorot, the Bechorot themselves, give the Makat to the other Jewish, to the other Egyptian. And that's why he says, Makat Bechorot, the Bechorot had a fight with all the Egyptian, and they used to kill them to make sure that they let the Jewish people leave their country. And since they didn't want, so... There was all fight over there. There was 
מלחמת אחים, the fight between them with the בכורות. And that's why he says, מכת בכורות, זה מכה that בכורות did. So Hashem says, when חצות, when the midnight will come, the מכת בכורות will start. However, Hashem didn't say, בחצות הלילה, which means exactly in חצות, like the Gemara in Brachot says, Hashem says, כחצות הלילה. He says, in חצות, but not exactly in חצות. Why? So the Gemara explains that if Moshe Rabbeinu will use the term בחצות, exactly in חצות, maybe the Egyptian will not have the right time, and they're going to think that חצות came already, nothing happened. even though if it will happen one minute later. But since they will maybe will say, according to their mistake that it's not Chatzot yet, they will complain that maybe Moshe Rabbeinu is not, is Badai, is just make up things. And that's why Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't say Ba Chatzot, don't let them to catch you on the word. Says Ka Chatzot, which means it's in the area of Chatzot Alai, in the area of the midnight. So, it's unbelievable to see that even though Moshe Rabbeinu was bringing ten makot on Mitzrayim, and every time the makah came, Moshe Rabbeinu says before, listen, it's going to be frogs, listen, it's going to be kinim. And after it's, whatever Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's happening. And then Paro come to him and tell him, take it away, and he take it away. Moshe Rabbeinu brings the Makkah and take, away, take the Makkah. And still, if they will find that Moshe Rabbeinu had a mistake for one minute, everything will be done. They will not recognize him. He will be Chilul Hashem. And it's not to be believed that even though every time Moshe show them the power of Hashem that exactly whatever he says it's happening the Midrash says when Moshe and Aaron came to the palace of, of Paro in the first time there was 400 gates to the palace 400 gates and in each gate was a lot of starving animals lions And all kind of dangerous animals, and if you want to go to the palace, you must give them food, you must give them meat to calm them down. But when Mosheira and Aaron came to the palace, all the lions was quiet, didn't say anything. The opposite, they went with Mosheira Beno inside, they showed them the way. It was a big miracle. Everybody was in shock. Everybody was amazed. This is the power of Moshe and Aaron, the power of the Mateh. This is the Makot. Every, the Nile became blood. Only if the Egyptian will pay for the money, it will become water. In the darkness, only, only if the Egyptian will pay for candles, it will be light. If will not pay for the candle, it will not be light. So much miracles. And in one minute, if Moshe Rabbeinu will say, Bachatzot, 
And if it will happen two minutes later, everything will be gone. Why so? Why is it the nature of the human being that if he wants to put somebody else down, he doesn't need so much. He needs need a little mistake. Only one little mistake. That's, that's it. And we see it in life. Whenever someone helps you so much, if you did one mistake, can cannot forgive him. One time he did something not right, you cannot forgive him. Also, the relationship between us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You see people so nervous about the Parnassah, the void. They don't know what's going to be tomorrow. They don't know how they're going to pay the bill at the end of the month. And I have a question. Don't you see HaKadosh Baruch Hu help you till today? Don't you see that for 40 years you'll be able to pay the mortgage, the rent, your food. It's done in the end. So why are you worried maybe this month it will not happen? Don't you see it's happening for many, many months again and again and again? And Hashem show you that in the end of the month you're willing, you, you will see, you will have whatever you need. Maybe a little bit later, but you're going to have it. You see, don't look bad. Your food, you have where to put your head. You see Hashem is in charge. Why you don't believe? Why we don't trust 100% in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that He will give you this month the same? This month will be the same like the before. I remember on, my, on myself, I'm running in Kolel, Big, big budget. And I was worried when I opened the collar, how will I pay so much money? I'm not a guy to collect money. I'm not going around. It's not easy job to do it. But I promise, guys, come to learn, we'll support you. I was worried. I have a zero dollar in a bank account. And the end of the month come, Hashem made me a miracle and I had the money and I paid them. The next month came, again I was worried. How will I do it? And Hashem sent me again someone else, a different angel, different Baal Chesed. He gave me the money. The third month came, it's the same thing. I was worried, I didn't know what to do, and Hashem gave me the money. And the fourth month again, and they finished the year, again I was worried. And then, after a year and a half, I catch myself and I said, why I worry every month again and again? Like Hashem did for me 15, 16 months, it's happening. Why will not happen in 17 months? Why you need to worry for? And I stopped. And Baruch Hashem, Hashem didn't leave me for already five, six years. I don't remember, even I think it's six years already. That every month I have a zero balance in the beginning of the month and I have all the money in the end of the month. It's something not normal. But you see, 
ביטחון עצמי לשם, I can count on you. I, I have trust on you. I don't have to be worried. Because I see that you give me every month again and again. So how many times I have to check? There is a guy, every time they're taking money from the ADM machine, count. 30 years, they count every time. You don't find a mistake for 30 years. No, now I'm going to find. Okay, count. Go ahead. We're worried. We don't have menuchat nefesh We need all the time to be in pressure. I'm going to make the living. I'm going to get the money. I'm going to make the deal. And chas v'shalom, it's dochek raglea shechina. It's like you're telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're not supporting me. I support myself, and if I'm not worried, I will not have the food. Do you think the baby, when he's born, he worried, how I'm going to eat today? He knows that his mother will pick him up soon and will give him to eat. Why the, the kid that he goes to school to the first grade is not worried if he's going to have lunch today? Because his trust in his mother and father is 100%. They will not leave me in the street. They will pick me up from the bus. They will be here for to give me food. They will be to give me clothing. The kid believes in his parents 100%. He's not going to school worried. But we have to have the same relationship between us to Borei Olam. We believe you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 100% that we're going to have food to eat for the next Mass, like you gave us till now. You're gonna, we're going to have money. We're going to have whatever we need. It's reminding me a story that once I heard about some Rebbe for 200 years ago that one of the Baalei Batim came over to him for Beracha. And the Rebbe started to ask him, what you're doing, what you're living, how is your day look like? And he told him, Rebbe, I have two types of days. I have days that I have work, that I need to take people from place to place. I have my wagon and my horses. And there is day that I don't have work, that nobody needs me. In the day that Nobody need me, and I have time, I'm going to shul. I pray shacharit over an hour, and I sit to read Tehilim, and Shnai Mikra V'Echad Targum, and then I read Chok L'Yisrael, and then I learn a little bit, and then I'm going to the market to see maybe somebody need me, and then I come back from Mincha and Arvit. So the Rebbe asked, told him very nice, how the day when you have a walk is look like? So he told me, when I have a walk, I don't go to Shacharit, I can't. I have to be early. I pray in the house. I wear the feeling for two minutes. Then I go to work. Then I, then I go and I pray Mincha on the way. And no Tehilim, no Chumash, nothing. I have no time. I have to make money. So the Rebbe told him, I want to tell you a story. And he says there was one guy that was collecting money for tzedakah and he went from city to city for over a year. And he was collecting three bags of coins 
one bag with gold coins, the second bag with silver coin, and the third bag with nechoshet, a coin from uh, the 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 least important uh, coin, and he went over Shabbat to someone. He didn't know what to do with all these bags. He looked for the richest guy in the city and he told him, can I make Shabbat by you? And he told him, sure, I'm going to whatever you need. He told him, listen, I have a problem. I have three bags of coins. Can I leave it by you? You look like a person that I could trust. He told him, no problem. You could leave the leave the money by me, make Shabbat together. I'm going to give you whatever you need. You're going to come with me to shul. And we're going to And Bezat Hashem, we're going to make it till Motzei Shabbat, and I'll return you the money. So this guy was happy, and uh, he gave him the all three of the bags, and. He went to take a shower, and they went together to shul. All of a sudden, he start to pray, and then start the machshavot. He start to think, what had what I did? How come I gave him? the money without to take from him any note, without to bring any witnesses. How come I did such a stupid thing? Such a mistake. And he started to screen himself. What I did, all my money. For a year that I'm collecting, I don't have any proof that I gave it to him. Maybe he will tell me, Motzei Shabbat, I don't know you. You didn't give me anything. Why didn't he take a letter from him? Why didn't he bring witnesses? And he couldn't pray. And He went for Sudat Shabbat and he always think, what will be my money? All my money that I collect over the year. Maybe Motzei Shabbat, he will tell me, I don't know you. And he started to worry. And he worried. And he couldn't wait for Motzei Shabbat. When Motzei Shabbat came, he ran to him and told him, listen, where is my money? He told him, maybe we're going to eat Menave Malka. Why are you rushing? The guy start to think, wow, probably will say, I don't know you, and he will not give me anything. I see already 
told me Malavi Malkai, tell me all kind of things. After the Malavi Malkai told me, where is my money? And the rich guy went, and he bring me the three bags, the bags with the gold, and the bags with the silver coin, and the bag with the copper coins, the Nechoshet, and he opened them. And he didn't believe the rich guy. And he took the gold coin bag and he started to count the coins. One or two to see that if the guy maybe didn't take from anything. And he was so emotional when he collected, when he counted the money, he didn't even realize that uh, this rich guy looking at him. And then he opened the silver coins and he started to count them also. And he see that everything is okay. And then he bowed to open the third bag with the copper coins. And then the rich guy told him, hold on. He told him, you know, you embarrass me. I give you food. I give you to stay for Shabbat. I give you whatever you need. But don't you think I saw that you was worried, that you was thinking that I may be going to steal your money. But I was quiet. I, I knew that maybe you don't know me. So that's why you suspect maybe I will not return you the money. But I gave you back the money. And you still didn't believe me. And you still count the coins. And you count the gold coin and you see I didn't steal from you even one coin. And you count again the silver coin. And you see, I didn't steal. So if I didn't steal the gold and I didn't steal the silver, why should I steal the copper? Says the rabbi to this guy, to this Baalebait, you wake up in the morning, Hashem give you life. He give you chayim. You know what they mean chayim? What do you worry for Parnassah if you don't have chayim? He give you chayim, he give you the gold. Then you see everything working. You'll be able to see, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to move. Baruch Hashem zokef kefufim. You see, you could go straight. You don't have pain. The fingers, everything on the place. Only between the eye to the brain there is 250 millions of Threads, or what do you call it, veins, or call, all kind of connections. One billion of taim in the goof. Million of things, our bodies, something unbelievable. Everything work. Hashem gave you back everything. He will not be able to pay you the small amount of couple of dollars. That's why you have to worry. Why, why when you go to sleep, you don't worry, maybe I will not wake up tomorrow. Why you don't worry, maybe I will not be able to see tomorrow. Why you have trust in Hashem in those things that is much more complicated and hard to get than money. That is the easiest things for Kadosh Baruch Hu. If a person doesn't have a finger, I know a guy that he didn't have a finger and he need to go and to do surgery, so they put him something from plastic, something instead 
$500,000 for surgery to have a similar finger and also it's not working exactly good like regular finger. Why? Because it's very expensive. And it's not going to be the same if it's not original from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we're still getting every day, every day. Every day we thanks Hashem that we return to and we'll be able to start from the beginning. And then we come in the, and start to worry. How, wow, I'm going to make a living. Where, from where Hashem will give you money. And you're going to see. Nothing will happen. You will not die. You will not going to starve. You're going to be good. Don't worry. No, I must worry about this deal, about this, what I'm going to do. I'm going to make every time da'aga and da'aga. And that's why people nervous and stress and they need pills and damaging the health and the screaming about the wife and the screaming about uh, on the children's and they're under so much stress for what? Why you need to make money to be stressed and then you're going to lose the money because you're going to spend it on doctor after and for psychiatrists and psych- and all kind of people that will need to help you and you help your family because of the behaving and you will not have shalom bite and you will not live peaceful. So why you need all this for? Not it's better to have a piece of bread and water and that's it? And not to go to vacations and not to have a fancy car, but at least to have rest. Menuchat nefesh. It's worth millions of dollars not to be stressed. When I see Avrechim sitting and learning Torah, Menuchat nefesh. they don't running anyway. When I go to Manhattan once a week, I have to go to the city to, to give a class and go once a week. And I see the people over there and I don't believe how the world, the stress, the running, the, 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 they cannot talk with you. Everybody with a phone, they're going all the way, whatever they go with a phone, they cannot leave it for one second. They're buying, they're selling, they're talking, the stress. They have to make money. They are hungry for money. G'dolei Yisrael didn't surat matbea. They couldn't even know how what how dollar look like. It was menuchat nefesh is a limut Torah, and they was believing in a kadosh baruch hu that everything will be for good. And today you see Avrechim sitting and learning Torah in Israel with eight kids, with with seven kids, and they don't have money, but they have menuchat nefesh. They don't eat cream cheese, and they don't have maybe meat. And maybe in Shabbat there is small amount of chicken, but they have a menuchat nefesh. Maybe they're using the bus, they don't have a car. Maybe they don't wear the new clothing all the time, the new shoes. Maybe they have less gashmiut. But they have menuchat nefesh. It's worth millions. Relax. Because if you don't have menuchat nefesh, you don't rest, and you always stress and panic and, and worried, you will not be in happy life, 
and you're going to damage yourself and you damage your family. It's what the money was for. It's nothing. It's not... It's not equal to what you're losing. So that's why if the person has a trust 100% in Hashem, you don't have to check HaKadosh Baruch again and again and again. Don't check him. He already show you that he paid. He made a deal with you. You come to this world, you keep Torah mitzvot, I'm giving you life, I'm giving you health, I'm giving you money. That's a deal. You're supposed to do Torah mitzvot. You're supposed to walk in your midot. You're supposed to fight Yetzirah. I will give you life. You give you health. You give you money. That's the deal. Now, even if you're breaking the deal and you don't keep Torah mitzvot and you don't listen to me, I'm still keeping the deal. HaKadosh Bochu is Baal HaRachamim. There's no mercy like him. You don't do your part, I'm still doing my part. Two shutafim. They have, they have, they're running a store. Two partners. One don't show up to work. Second day, third day, fourth day, doesn't come. This other partner will keep him in the business. They will start to fight right away. Why you don't keep you, your, your side in the deal? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though we don't listen to him sometimes, even though we do have a word sometimes, Hashem says, okay, continue, give him, give him to breathe. He doesn't say, okay, you didn't put fill in today, we're going to take your breath for four for minutes. Just to, I'm going away for four minutes, I don't give my, my, my part in the deal. He, doesn't, he never says such a thing. He will give us, continue to breathe, and continue to see, and continue to hear, and he never breaks the deal in the middle. And he always pay us, parnasa, whatever we need. We just need to do our part. That's it. That's the purpose of our coming to this world. Not to collect money, not to have career, not to run. We just need to keep to our mitzvot. Just we need to live. So that's why Hashem says, okay, good, do some ishtadlut, but remember, Yetziat Mitzrayim, remember who is in charge on the fish, on the meat, on the rivers, on the earth, on, on, on the animals, on everything. Remember who is in charge on all Manhattan and all China. Who is in charge? There's someone in Shamayim that's in charge on everyone. And you have to realize, and you, when you go to do business, you have to do business with Emunah. One of the questions, the four questions that Akadosh Baruch Hu asked, Every person in Shamaim, when we're going to stand over there, we're going to be alone. Only us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu after 120. No parents, no, no rabbi, no one will be next to you. Only you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he will ask you, Nasata venatata Did you do business with belief? Which means, did you believe me when you did business? Not you were straight, you didn't cheat. That's not the only meaning of nasata venatata be'emunah. The meaning was, when you did a parnasah, you did, did it in a relaxed way, in the didn't embarrass anyone, you did it in the right way, and with emunah and Hashem, that He will give you the parnasah, or you thought you did, you're going to do everything. That's why He was nervous. That's why you all the time was screaming on everybody and, and under a lot of pressure, because you no nasata venatata be'emunah. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ask each and every one of us. Nasata venatata be'emunah. Did you did a business with believe in me? 
that you believe in Hashem when you did business. You, you, you knew that I'm supporting the world, no one else. And I'm supporting you. And your job is only to learn Torah and to keep mitzvot and to have shalom bayit and to have their heretz. And that's it. That's your job. And you, if you're going to take my job, you do a mistake. It's not going to help you. And you don't know to do it good like Kadosh Baruch Hu. We don't do. We don't know how to give to get us money in a, in an easy way like Hashem. That if He wants to give someone to somebody, will give it without any problems. Just pray to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and He will get it. That's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu says. We have a deal. Don't don't change. Don't do my job and I will do your job. It's not gonna go. People says to the rabbi, rabbi, pray for me that I will chazor b'tshuva. Hashem, that's not his job. That's not his part in the deal to make you chazer b'tshuva. The part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the deal is to give you parnasah and to give you health, but not to make you chazer b'tshuva. That's your job. We pray Hashivenu in general way. Hashem show us the way. But who is it, who, who is it part on the deal to do tshuva? It's, it's your part. It's our part. The Bris Kerav, Rami Bris, Kalava Shalom, the Chetzadik Kadosh Livracha, when he used to do mitzvah, he was very nervous. When he used to, to shake lulav, he used to take it and check it hundred times to make sure is the right lulav, no pasul. He will take a drug, he will pass on hundred a drug until he find the right one that he wants. Even do matzah, he used to, was so nervous when he makes the matzah that he will be hundred percent kosher. When he gonna, every mitzvah that he did, he was so nervous to do the mitzvah in the right way, to pronounce Shema Yisrael in the right way. But from the other side, when there was a war in Yerushalayim and was bombing all Yerushalayim and an airplane was all, all over the head of the people and noise and scary, he was very calm. He used to sit and learn Torah, very calm, not nervous. And they asked him, Rabbi, you never spare person or not? Where, where are you? When you do mitzvah, we see you, you're so nervous. Now you come, what's going on? You're nervous or not nervous? So he explained to them, when it's my part in the deal, if it's my job to keep Torah mitzvot, it's my job, what Hashem wants me to do, that's I'm very nervous that to do it in the right way, to do my part in the right way, not to have a mistake when it's my job, it's my part, what Hashem wants me to do. But now that there is a war outside, it's not my part to be worried because I cannot do anything. It's all in the hand of Hashem and I trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu like I did my part, He's going to do His part. And that's why I'm very calm because it's not my job. My job is to learn and to fulfill the mitzvot and I worry when I do it. To see that I worried, I did it in the right way. But when it's a war, and there's a danger in the, in the street, it's already in the end of Hashem, I'm very calm that Hashem will protect me. And that is the right approach that everyone should, should do, should have. But unfortunately, we behave the opposite. 
When we sell Birkat Amazon, we swallow it. When we take Lulav, we buy one of the, the last one before the closing, the Arbat Aminim market. And we say Shema Israel, we sometimes swallow some words. And we put filin, sometimes we check, sometimes we don't check. Maybe we say the Baracha, maybe the filin is the right, maybe the Pasul, we don't know, we're not sure. But when they come to Parnassah, we're very worried. We come to money, we're all the time nervous. Just the opposite from the briskerov. That our part, we have to make sure that we're doing it in the right way. That's why there is any chashash. And it's a dick. If any chashash maybe did a vera, he could not sleep at night. The stapler is a tzaddik v'kadosh livracha. Once he was sitting and drinking a tea in Shabbat, and he used to not uh, not to use any electricity on Shabbat in Israel because he was scared maybe they mechalel Shabbat for him. So that's why he used only candles, and he drank a tea. It was so not so much light in the room, and then when he about to, to drink the tea, one of his students told him, "Maybe, maybe, be careful. There is." A very small bug that just now he's landing in your cup. Be careful. And then he looked careful and he sees a small, small bug. And he threw the tea and he drink, didn't drink it. This student says that the day after the stipuler met him in the street and told him, listen, I want to get thank you. I almost... I couldn't fall asleep the whole night just for the thing that I I almost eating a bug. I couldn't sleep from nervous that I was so close to the Avera. I was shaking that maybe if you will not there, I will do the Avera. And then if you eat something non-kosher, you'll not be able to learn the same. Because it makes you, your head will be close to understanding of the Torah. That's why he was so nervous. Maybe, maybe, maybe this bug will cause me so much damage and you save me. And I was shaking that I almost, like a person told me, listen, you almost lost your house. And he's, Wow, I can't believe it. The tzaddikim, they was nervous all the time for mitzvot. Did I did it in the right way? If the chas v'shalom nichshal in avera, they couldn't sleep. Today, this week is a yotzeid of Baba Sali. Zechet tzaddik v'kadosh livracha. One time he went, they said a story about him, the one time he went to the airport. To, to accept someone, and he saw someone very, very, you know, I'm not talking about uh, the Tzniot of today, but he saw something that according to his level, he we should not see. And he was fasting for years, maybe 10, 12 years, he fasting every week for this Avera that Hashem will forgive him. He was so nervous that he did small, small mistake. Because he was so careful to watch his eyes, what to see, what not to see. We used to accept Shabbat, Babasali, in Plaga Mincha. 
every time, the first minute you'll be able to accept Shabbat, he accepts Shabbat. One time, the, the family was not ready in the right time, and they put the Chamin on the Blech, maybe two minutes after Plaga Mincha, he didn't tell him, he already accepted Shabbat in the plug. And from Shamaim, a kid came, ran into the plata, into the food, and everything was falling on the floor. And he didn't eat Hamin this Shabbat. And they knew not to play games with the Kabbalot of the Babasali. Because when Tzaddik accepts upon himself something, that's become like neder. That's it. And he's going to worry about it because that's what Hashem wants him for me to do. And that's the approach. In Torah and Mitzvot, a person should make sure that he's doing it in the right way all the time. But in health, in Shiduchim, in Parnasa, everything, give it to Hashem to be, to take care about it. You should be relaxed. You should become, and you'll see the niflaot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I promise you, they're going to see miracles. Just rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the more that you're going to rely on Him, you're going to see first the Yeshua. And Be'ezrat Hashem, if you're going to behave in this way, we're not going to challenge Hashem and check Him all the time. You're going to have to trust Him. Not like Bnei Yisrael, B'chatzot HaLayla, K'chatzot HaLayla, the Egyptian was... We don't want even they're going to think for one minute we didn't, Moshe didn't have his word. We're not sure supposed to behave like this. We're supposed to have trust in Hashem 100%. And Be'ezrat Hashem, if we trust Him, Hashem will show us Yeshuot, Bimera, Amen.